All right, let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for the day and the blessings of the day. We thank you, God, for everything that you have done for us and you continue to do on our behalf, Lord. We pray as we come together, God, for this session, Lord, I pray that you just open our minds and our hearts to what Sister Kay would say to us, oh God. I pray that you just continue to bless Sister Kay as she imparts um, words of wisdom to us as we listen and, and adhere to what your word is saying. We pray that you just bless each one that's on this session tonight, oh God. We pray for Sister Michelle as well. Whatever her situation is, God, we pray that you just take full control, oh God. We know that you're the God who cares and does everything well. So, Father, whatever her emergency is tonight, oh God, we bring her before you and her family before you that you'll just intervene. Be with us, oh God. Give us a good time in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. Okay. So, to start out, let me first say... Um, Lynn has shared her testimony that she has spoken to the storm every day. Um, let me stop right there and reintroduce her. Everywhere else I call her Shalom because God calls her Shalom. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken. And that's what God calls her, so that's what I call her, and that's what um, people in, in her other circles are beginning to call her. And she said, well, why do you call me Lynn here? And I, well, the reason is because that's how you all here on the island, that's how you know her. So I was just referring her to the name that you know. But I was wrong. Her name is Shalom. That's what God calls her. That's what I should align with. So when I say Shalom, I'm speaking about Lynn, okay? Uh-huh. All right. So Shalom, thank you very much for sharing your testimony. Now let me ask, who else has spoken to the storms this week? All right. I heard two people. I think Sister Deborah Rogers said she did. Yes. All right. And Sister Paris? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Good. How are we how many days out of the week did we do it? Four, five. Every time I pray. (laughs) Praise God. Okay. All right. So we've got it done. Are we calling them by name and telling them to bow their knee? And confess that Jesus is Lord. Praise God. Now, have you noticed, do you have any observations about what is occurring as you're, as you're speaking it? Um, Sister Deborah Rogers just shared her testimony that someone asked her, think we'll have any hurricanes? No, I'm standing on God's word. I hear confidence in that. That's so, I'm using those words. Sister Deborah, you correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm hearing a no, confidence. No, that's exactly what you told her. And so I hear a confidence in God's word. And that's what happens as we continue to put God's word in our mouths. So we put it in our ears so we can hear it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And as we continue to hear it, it goes down in our hearts. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth and so when it comes to the point that those words are coming out of our heart and out of our mouth, we're speaking it with that power of faith behind it. We've become fully persuaded of it, and we're speaking out of the abundance of our heart. So praise God. Praise God. Um, does anybody else want to say anything? Any observations you've had about what has come from that? 
I know that for me, um, my expectation continues to build. I have that, I guess we could call that confidence as well. I have that, that, well, yes, I have that confidence, but the other part is that my expectation continues to build because you know there can come a point when we say things and we do it all the time that it just becomes routine, becomes humdrum, and I'm grateful that that's not what's happening, that each time there's a fresh expectation that's built on the previous expectation that what I'm saying shall come to pass. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So along those lines, let me give you the storm update. As of this afternoon, there is a low, well, a low tropical system has formed, and I'm quoting the, the meteorologist, it has a low potential of developing into something tropical. Um, there are two potential risk zones. One is possibly on track towards the United States, um, south of Louisiana in that area, and the second is off the coast of the eastern seaboard, so like going along the Carolinas and up through New York, um, but that one doesn't seem to be a threat to the United States. Um, but either way, both risk zones have a low potential of developing into something tropical. So let's keep it up, all right? Let's keep that treasure, let's keep that pressure on it in Jesus' name. Okay, so um, earlier in the week, earlier in the week, there was a tropical depression Boris in the mid-Pacific, which was, I guess, on the other side of Hawaii, and it was going towards Asia, and it is now gone. And then there was a dolly, I forgot what the title was, tropical depression something. There was a dolly, and it skirted up the Atlantic, um, from the southern United States up to New York, and then, and now it's gone. So, whoo, out of here, out of here, out of here. Glory to God. We don't take any of the credit. We give all glory to God. We are seeing his glory. His glory. Praise the Lord. All right. Any authority testimony? No. No. Okay. If we talk about something and it spurs one up, then um, then feel free. Feel free to interject. Okay. Um, let me see. Okay. So last week, as I closed out the session, I admon. This is what I'm calling the housekeeping session. The Lord is showing me that we have a format. It's cool that we're developing a format. Um, so this is the housekeeping section of the format. Um, as I closed last week, I admonished you all not to get discouraged if things seem to be going contrary or wonky in your life, if situations seem to come up that just, um, it's a sign that you're on the right track. I want you to be encouraged that it's a sign that you're on the right track. Do not be deceived into thinking this faith thing doesn't work. Don't be deceived into thinking this faith thing is too hard. Don't be deceived into thinking um, I, 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 it's just not working. Don't, don't, don't be deceived into thinking that. It's a sign that you're on the right track, and it's a sign that the enemy perceives you as a threat. He, he can't afford to let that word take root. 
All right. Um, there in Mark chapter four, there's the parable of the sower sows the word, and that's where the sower sows the seed under four kinds of soil, you know. And one one instance is when he throws it on stony ground, and that stony ground is characterized, uh, or the seed. What happens to the seed on that stony ground is that the seed is planted, but it doesn't take root. And when it doesn't take root, then when the sun comes up, it scorches it and it dies because it had no root. Well, the way, the, the way Jesus explained that is that the persecutions and the afflictions of the world um, came. And when, the, when they came, the person got offended at it. The person stopped holding on to the word. They received the word at first with gladness. But then when the hard times came, they got discouraged and they let go of the word, and that's why it didn't take root. And in the Bible, it says that the afflictions and the persecutions came for the word's sake. The persecution and the affliction didn't come for the person's sake. It came for the word's sake because Satan cannot afford to let that word take root in our lives, so he will send distractions to get us off course. He'll try to make us think that God is not going to do what he said. He's going to try to make us think that God's word is not true. He's going to try to make us think that we're doing all of this in vain. And, 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 and he's going to try to make us feel foolish and all this other stuff. But don't be deceived. Continue to stand on the word of God. I really love the confidence in Sister Deborah's voice when she said that I'm standing on the word. Continue yep. to stand on the word and let it take root. And let it bring forth 30, 60, and 100 fold in your life. Amen? Amen. All right. So I want to ask at this point, does anybody have anything, anything like that? Maybe that's gone contrary, that's gone wonky. You don't have to give us details. But if you have, I would like for us all to just take a moment and join in prayer right now and, and lift these situations up before the Lord. Yes. Okay. If we had what I didn't tell you, okay, what did you say? If you have a situation that just seems to be going contrary to God's word or that has come and seems to be a distraction to you, or just a struggle for you right now, and you would like for us to lift you up in prayer. If you have a situation like that and you, um, and you would like to share, you don't have to give specific details if you don't want to, but I would like for us to take this opportunity to pray for one another. Or for us to join in prayer yes, and lift yes. the situations up to the Lord. But I think Shalom Sashi. minus something is like, <laughs> I mean, I I normally get my prescriptions from the mail, and I I have this prescription that's just lingering in Puerto Rico for like a week and a half, and I just can't seem to get anybody to, you know. I've tried calling. I, I I went to the post office, and the lady's just giving me, like, an attitude and stuff like that. So I was kind of disheartened a bit because I really need to get this prescription, and I just don't know where it is. So okay. when you pray, you can just pray, pray, pray for me. So yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, Shalom, did you have something? Uh, no, I'm good. Um, 
Only thing I know is I couldn't find my phone. Oh, okay. So you could, I thought I heard, I'm sorry. I thought I heard somebody else say yes. I'm sorry if that wasn't you. No, that was me. Uh, I've rethought it. You refound it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. If you did it once, you'll do it again. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? All right, then. Let me just tell you, Sister Deborah Rogers, I have experienced the same thing this week, one concerning renewing my business license here on the island and the other concerning obtaining liability insurance for my practice. And um, got one breakthrough today. Praise God. It was approved and went through. Um, and, and I was taking my authority over that. I was using, I was walking in my authority over that, and I'm doing the same with the liability insurance. So I will. Is there somebody who would like to pray for Sister Deborah? All right. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness and for your mercy. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who does all things, all things well. And we thank you, God, that you are the God who perfects everything that concerns us. We thank you for going before us and making the rough places smooth and making the crooked places straight. I thank you, Lord, that your favor surrounds Sister Deborah like a shield in the name of Jesus. And I am seeking your favor moving on her behalf in the name of Jesus. Lord, that the next time she picks up that phone to dial the number, that the right person will be on the end of the phone. And, Lord, that they will have the answers that she will need. And I just speak that the doors are open before her in the name of Jesus, that she can just walk and walk through, just walk through and get everything she needs. I thank you, Lord, no good thing do you withhold from them that walk uprightly before you. I thank you, Lord, that you are her shepherd. She does not lack. I thank you, Lord, for every provision and abundance in Jesus' name. And, Lord, whatever the situation that the prescription is for, I speak healing to Sister Deborah in Jesus' name. That is if you want it. Sister Deborah, you want healing? Yes. All right. So, so I, speak, I speak healing to Sister Deborah in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you can heal us everywhere we hurt. We thank you that by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. And if we were healed, then we are healed, and we forever shall be healed in Jesus' name. So I command healing to manifest in her body in Jesus' name. Amen. Whenever you align your words with it, just like you're standing on the words where these storms are concerned, you stand on the word where your healing is concerned. Get a word Amen. from the Lord. And stand on that. And any time the symptoms manifest, you just speak directly to it. Pain, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Whatever it is. But you apply that word directly to it. You take your authority, you speak to it, and it's out of there. So, Lord, we thank you, and we give you glory, and we count it done right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. So did you all get the, I think I did good this week. I think you all tell me. I only sent two texts. (laughs) (laughs) Besides the one for today, reminding you about the. So so let me know how that worked out for you. How did you like that? Two texts. Uh, 
did anybody engage with the text? <laughs> yes, I know I didn't. Okay, Shalom. Um, I took a what uh, what you said. Hold on. Okay, and while you're looking, let me just say what I did. Um, I sent a replay of the Bible study. So did anybody listen to the replay? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Well, let me just tell you. I'm sorry? What did you say, Sister Paris? Nothing. Oh, okay. So let me just tell you. After we finish these sessions, like, after we finish tonight's session, I probably won't get back to it until Saturday. But as I'm, and I have the benefit of having to go back and listen to it and edit this out, edit this out, put this together, put that together. But it's constantly playing for me. So I'm revisiting it. And so it's the word coming again fresh. It's faith coming again fresh. And it's really boosting my confidence where our authority is concerned, where communion with the Holy Spirit is concerned, with everything that we talk about. It, it's, it's, it's helping to keep that stirred up. And I'm finding that when I go back and listen, I'm catching things that I didn't catch when we were actually in the moment. And it's just like, even though I think, oh, I was there, I heard it. Or even if I played it and said, well, I've already heard it, I've already heard it. Every time I listen to it, I hear something new. The Lord is speaking to me, something else, and he's taking me deeper. So I want to encourage you all to go back and listen to it. I've put it on um, YouTube so that you don't have to stand over your phone to keep it playing. You can just let it play while you're taking a shower. Let it play while you're driving. Let it play while whatever. But I just want to encourage you to do that. Um, so I sent a replay of the Bible study with the assignment to compare John chapter 12, verses 49 and 50, which we talked about in last week's session, and to relate it to Job 22, which we talked about when we were talking about aligning our spirit, soul, and body. And I also sent a text um, with the definitions, the Greek definitions of speak and say, um, and asked you to look at those verses in John chapter 12 in relation to those definitions and say what that scripture means to you and then compare it to John chapter 5 verse 30. So those were the assignments. Um, Shalom, before you start with telling us what you did, I'd, I have to go back and I have to, this is still, this is part of housekeeping still, okay? So my ministry is God's Love Song Ministries. And the mission of God's Love Song Ministries is to demonstrate the love of God through compassionate discipleship, transparent leadership, and dedicated partnership to usher people into a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. What I'm about to share with you is a part of that transparent leadership thing. Um, I'm feeling like I'm having to apologize all over the place tonight. I don't know what happened last week. But anyway... I am, I, I am offering an apology. Last week, um, when I asked if anybody had meditated on John chapter 12, verse 49, Shalom said she did, and she asked the question, what's the difference between speak and say? Okay. And I immediately answered, nothing. 
touch my mouth. I'm glad Holy Spirit checked me and said, how about you look it up? And I told you all that I would look it up, and I did. Praise the Lord. But the point is, I answered immediately in myself without consulting Holy Spirit, and I was in error. That's the demonstration of that scripture right there. Jesus said, I speak what I hear the Father say. I only speak what I hear the Father say, and Catherine did not do that. So I am, I'm, I've already repented to God. I'm um, repenting to you all and, and apologizing. Um, and even more, Shalom, I'm, I'm apologizing to you directly because I, I came back with the answer, wait a minute, wait a minute, you were supposed to meditate that. You all go in and you all find the definition. And I didn't even acknowledge that you had meditated it enough to come up with the question. What's the difference between speak and say? So I apologize for that. And and people in the session acknowledge that's a good question. And even after I thought about it, that is a good question. Stuff that I don't think any of us thought to think about. So I want to thank you for sharpening us as iron sharpens iron. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Forgive. Thank you very much. And then the other one, um, I want to I want to clarify something. Deborah had a question last week, and she said, "But I don't know if I've missed my opportunity." And as far as I was concerned, she hasn't. But I also know that she is very careful to speak what Holy Spirit gives her to speak. So I said, "Well, if Holy Spirit tells you to ask, then feel free to ask." And um, we ended up going into the question. So I just want to clarify that you have never missed an opportunity to ask a question. If ever a question comes up, even if we talked about it before or we've moved on to something else, always feel free to, to, to get my attention and to ask your question. The door is always open for questions. Okay? Yeah. All right. All right. I want us to have this understanding moving on. All right. Okay, Shalom. So now, you said you engaged with the this week. Go ahead. Yeah, the uh, I read John 5.30 in the Amplified. Okay, how about we all turn to that? John chapter 5, verse 30 in the Amplified translation. I think I even texted it to you all. If you're able to um, see it on your phone while you are talking on it. When some okay, so who has the well Shalom, you want to go ahead and read it? When uh, some, yeah, whenever whenever you are I am able to do nothing for myself independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by and as I get his orders. Even even as I hear, I judge, I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As the choice comes to me, so I give a decision, and my judgment is right, just, just righteousness. Can you go back as the what comes to me? The praise. Okay. 
as the voice comes to me. So I give a decision, and my judgment is right, just righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, uh, but only the will of will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. Amen. Okay. So I, I read that, and I was looking at um, the, I'm not sure what you mean by properly, to say, speak, moving to a conclusion, uh, to close your laying it to rest. That his response was to lay it to rest after who he listens to. Oh, that's good. And um, I call, means I name this, and I tell, and I command this. That's the way I saw it. I don't know if that's the way to be seen. But um, so, you know, it's just saying that unless I move out of the way, I can't hear the Father. And when I hear then that what I say puts an end to it. Hmm, that's good. I can't hear the father unless I move out of the way. Is that what you said? Yes. That's good. But when I hear from him, that's what I say. Yeah, because anything else, if I hear it, it's my will. says of my own will I can do nothing when I hear from him that's what I say what what did you say about bringing it to the close that when I say what the father or what the Holy Spirit says to me to say that brings it to a close that is so good whether whether that one sense or whether I have to continue I have to continue to listen to hear what is being said to me to say. It isn't my conversation. It's a God conversation that's happening, that's coming out from me. Amen. Amen. Okay. If I, if I get in it, then I'm in a If I can stay out of it, then that flow is free to go. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you, I don't know if it's something you're doing or somewhere you are, you're at least on my end, you're going in and out. We can catch most of it, but you're going in and out a little bit. Um, Let me ask you this. How do you take yourself out of it? How do I take myself out? I stop and listen instead of quick response. (laughs) Okay. I'm laughing because that is not what I did last night. I mean, last week. Okay. <laughs> hey, but I mean, that's the only way I know to take myself out of it is to, you know, I, I can ask to hear again. I, you know, tell me again, Holy Spirit, and you know, whatever comes. Um, 
Okay. All right. Well, in the past, when I've made it clear, I don't want to get my will into this, that the Holy Spirit fills it in. Hmm, that's good. That's good. But what about when you really do want your will? Oh, please, God. <laughs> oh, I'm, we'll come back to that. Because, you know, so let's just go to Jesus. Jesus was praying in the garden. And he said, now, Father, if, if you are willing, how about you let this cup pass? Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So we see that Jesus did have a will, not my will, but thine be done. I'm asking you to let this cup pass. That is what my will is. But if that's not what you want, then I will submit to your will. So I'm asking, and this is to anybody, how, in, in Shalom's words, how do you take yourself out of it? How do you get to that point? Okay, Lord, I really want this, but my ultimate desire is to want what you want. So when you tell me what you want, I'll let go of what I want and do what you want. How do you get to that place? This is Deborah. I believe that we align ourselves with God's will. With a oh wait, I'm sorry. Hold on, Deborah. Hold on. There's somebody moving around, or there's some kind of something. Can you mute yourself, please? Thank you. I'm here. Okay. All right, Deborah. For me, um, when I align myself with God's will, it comes first with the decision of quality in the way that if this is what God is saying to do, I purposely decide to be in agreement with that. Once I make that decision, then I take authority over myself, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, the way I'm responding to make, to cause it to be in agreement with what I've decided. I resist anything opposite of what I've heard the Lord say, no matter what it feels like or looks like. Or I just resist that. And I, on purpose, in my resisting, uh, speak those words that are in agreement with what God says. Think those thoughts that come into agreement with what he says. Do those actions that come into agreement. Um, so that's how I take myself out of the equation, by using my authority to govern myself and keep myself in line with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I've heard from, does anybody else have anything to say? Okay. So I've heard from Shalom and I've heard from Deborah, both of them in some form or fashion spoke about a decision. 
Deborah says that she purposely decides to come into agreement with God's word and then takes authority over herself. We talk about our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, what we want, what we think, what we feel. She, comes, she, she takes authority over herself and resists anything contrary to God. It's a decision. And then she speaks those words that align with what God has said. Okay? Um, I heard Shalom say, when I hear from him, speaking of God, the Holy Spirit, um, when I say what he says to me, that brings it to a close. Like that's the final decision. That's it. Am I understanding that correctly, Shalom? Yeah. Okay. So now let's go back. Another text said to compare John 12, 49 and 50 with Job 22, which was in our, um, in our worksheet and our handout that says hurricane preparedness. You can turn to it in your Bible or you can turn to it on our worksheet. But on our worksheet, I kind of have it in an outline form. Um, okay, before you go there, I, may I also, I, I left off a piece. Okay, come back to the phone, though. Come closer to the phone. I left off, I left off a piece. I forgot there was a, one more piece that I, I wanted to interject that. Yes. With the with the decision and the actions and the taking authority. I yes. also, I keep in mind that what I'm doing when I'm taking authority over myself, when I am on purpose coming into agreement with God, that's an act of humility. Yes. And because I'm operating in humility, I can depend on the grace of the Holy Spirit to help me to keep that in place the way I need to, even if I veer out of it, I have the help of the Holy Spirit to keep consistent. You talked about consistency. I can't be consistent in and of myself. I need the grace of God to uh, help me to maintain that over the course of time. So I just wanted to interject that as part of that whole uh, scenario there. Yes. Okay. That's wonderful because when we started out, ladies, do you remember, you know, we're talking about God leading us down unfamiliar paths. This is the word for 2020. And in order to follow him, it's going to take humility. It's going to take us not depending on ourselves, but putting our complete reliance on him. Okay. So let's turn, keep your finger in Job, however you have it. But I want to turn to the scripture that Deborah made reference to. Turn with me to James chapter 4, And when somebody has it, you may read it. James chapter 4, verse 6. I have the regular version. Okay, yes. But we give a small grace, 
Wherefore he says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And please keep reading through um, verse, verse 8. Read verses 7 and 8 as well. Thank you. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Okay, so this is what Deborah was talking about. God resisted the proud but gives grace to the humble. She said it takes humility when she's taking authority over herself and she's deciding to do what God wants. That takes humility. She has to humble herself. Because she needs the grace. That's what she says, because she needs the grace. And the way to get the grace to be able to operate consistently is to humble yourself. Because God resists the proud. If you say, nope, God, I can do it on my own. God says, have at it. I'll be here when you need me. (laughs) But when you humble yourself before him, he's like, oh, look at, oh, yes, here, honey, have all the grace you need. Ooh. He loves to come to our rescue. He loves to help us. He loves us. And he doesn't want to see us fail. And he knows that with him, we won't fail. So he desires to see us willingly come to him. Notice that it says that we have to to humble ourselves. If God does it, it becomes humility and it becomes a form of chastisement, which he does to his children because he loves us. You know, it's not punishment because you're a bad person. But humility is, is, is a voluntary act. So when we humble ourselves before him, oh, my goodness, he's already predisposed to give us grace anyway. He wants to give us grace anyway. And we're just inviting it when we humble ourselves. Then the next verse, verse 7, it says, submit yourselves. Therefore, to God. Submit to him. Submit to what he wants. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. So when Deborah was saying that she was taking authority over herself, we have a role to play too. Okay? We have a role to play too. But the enemy, he likes to get in on that. You know? And when we're resisting ourselves, in other words, we're resisting the, the desire to do that thing that opposes God, then we're resisting the enemy as well because the enemy presents things that are contrary to God. But we can't say the devil made me do it because earlier in James, it says that if we're drawn away, we're drawn away by our own lust. We're drawn away by stuff that's already on the inside of us, stuff that we want to do anyway. So we can't blame the devil for doing it. And I hope nobody takes offense at this statement, but we can't blame him for trying either. That's what he's going to do. It's up to us to resist him. Okay? The next verse, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. You know that scripture, the flesh, the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. (laughs) We might want to do it, want to do it, want to do it. And God sees our effort. He sees our heart. That's why when we fall, 
There's no condemnation to us. He knows our heart, but it's not, he knows my heart, so I'm going to sin anyway. Don't get it twisted. That's not what it's about. Can I? Okay. Well, for some Yes. Yes. Um, James 4 and the Passion Translation. Okay. The um, uh, 6, but he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. For it says, God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours out grace when you are humble. And the reason that I bring that up is I am not all proud or all humble. I have times in me. And this allows for that time to be dealt with because, you know, surrender and surrender to God, stand up to the devil and resist him. Move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. So, Amen. It's, you know, I could say I'm stubborn, but that's not the truth about me. I have places where I am resistant, and I have places where I am not. And so I'm just working on the ones where I Amen. Amen. And so what I hear you say is, it's a process. I'm not all or nothing. It's a process. And we all are going through that sanctification process. When we get saved, when we receive Jesus as Savior, right, our spirit, remember, we're three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit, 100% saved, 100% pure, 100% holy, 100% holy, 100% healed, 100% everything Jesus is, 100% in alignment with God. But now our minds are going to have to catch up. Our will is going to have to catch up. Our emotions are going to have to catch up. And God has already designed a process called the sanctification process. That's why in James chapter, excuse me, in Hebrews chapter, oh my goodness, in Romans, help me Jesus, Lord, now i got to look. Where is it, Deborah? Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, um, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We renew our mind through his word. And when we're renewing his mind through, our word, through his word, we're studying his word. We're setting ourselves to be in agreement with his word. And by setting ourselves to come into agreement with his word, when we read something in his word that goes contrary to what we think, contrary to what we want, contrary to what we feel, we humble ourselves and we submit to that word. And as we do that, see, we're humbling ourselves. He's giving us grace. He's giving us grace to see that word manifest in our lives. He's giving us grace to carry out that word. And that also happens through the power of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about in a little while. And then draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. You keep getting closer to him, he's coming closer to you. The gap gets smaller and smaller. Okay, so that's the humility, taking ourselves out of the equation, humbling ourselves before God. Amen? Amen. Okay. So now let's go to Job. 
Catherine? Yes. Catherine. Yes. Before you go to that verse in Job, I think it's important to go back to that scripture in John where where Jesus said in the Amplified Translation, he made a statement about when he hears, he judges, and how he... Yes, I'm on my way. Go ahead. He made a a statement about when he hears, he judges. Whenever he's hearing the order, he's going to make a judgment. But he emphasized that the judgment is only righteous. It's only going to be carried out the way God wants it to with some results, the way God will have it to have a result if he's judging it right. So I thought it was important for us to just take a a brief look at that because before you start making the decree, before you get to the decree, the judgment's got to be right. Well, okay, but I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Um, Thank you for that. Thank you. We will come back to that, though. Um, Joe. So let me know when you all have it. What, Job what again? Okay, so Job chapter 22, and we're going to go back and forth between the scriptures, but basically we're looking at Job chapter 22, verses 21 and 22, and verses 27 and 28. Okay. All right. So um, what I had, what the point that I had made before I said go to Job was I heard in Deborah's statement and I heard in Shalom's statement that a decision was made. Deborah decided to be in agreement with the word of God and then did what it took to submit to that word. And Shalom's statement um, said that whatever God said about it, that's what brought it to a close. She decided that this is it. This is, this is how it's going to be, what she heard from God, which goes to what Deborah was saying just a minute ago um, about that scripture in John, but we'll come back to it. Okay. so. I am going to jump to um, Job chapter 22, verse 28. Just say amen when you have it. Amen. 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 All right, I've got four out of eight, four out of seven amens. So I'll move forward. Okay, it says, um, just the first part, it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Okay, as I was studying this, um, that word decree, one of the decisions, I mean, excuse me, one of the definitions is to decide by decree. 
when I looked it up and studied it more, a decree is a decision. A decree is a legislation. It's not just something, as a matter of fact, you decree it, then you declare it. To declare it means it comes out of your mouth, okay? Um, so to decree a thing, to decide a thing. So when I heard Deborah say that I, um, let, me, let me look at exactly what she said. She says, I purposely decide to come into agreement with God's word. Well, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, Deborah, but the reason you decide to come into agreement with God's word is because you have decided that God's word is right. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. And then shalom. The reason that you say um, whatever he says to me, that brings it to a close. Is that because you have decided that his word is final? Yes. Okay. So you have decreed a thing, so shall it be established unto you. You have decided that God's word is final. His final word is established unto you. Deborah, you have decided that his word is right. That word is established unto you. That is a part of, we're going to back up in Job, but that is a part of coming into alignment. Okay? So. Um, let's, we're going to, you guys just have to follow me on this, okay? Let's go back to John chapter 12, verse 49. So we can start with our original scripture, and then we will navigate to, back to Job and to John chapter 5. So let's go back to John chapter 12, verses 49 and 50, and I'll be reading them out of the Passion Translation. All of this has to go with coming into agreement with the word of God, deciding that his word is true, that his word is final, that his word is what it is, and then watching his word come to pass in our lives. That's the big picture. So now we're going to go back and put all of these scriptures together. If you have John chapter 12, verses 49 and 50, Say amen. 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 Okay. So this is Jesus speaking. And he says, I'm not speaking as someone who is self-appointed, but I speak by the authority of my Father himself who sent me and who instructed me what to say. So let's just deal with that right now. I'm not speaking as someone who is self-appointed. If I'm going back to what Deborah said, Deborah said she took authority over herself so that the things she does, she's not doing because she's self-appointed. All right? The next part of the scripture says, but I speak by the authority of the Father himself who sent me. Deborah said she chose to come into alignment with God's word. That is the authority of the Father himself. All right? And who instructed me what to say. When I saw it in his word, I knew that those are the words I should speak. I should speak the same thing over the situation that God has spoken over the situation. 
I should speak the same thing over my desires that God had spoken over my desires. I should speak the same things over my thoughts that God speaks over my thoughts. And then it's like what Shalom says. When I say what the Holy Spirit or what the Father has said to me, that brings it to a close. That's it. That's final. That's the decision. That's the decree. That's the legislation that I have made over my life. This is what is true for me. I don't care what everybody else is saying. I don't care what the media is saying. I don't care what's on social media. I don't care what other people think. This word is the legislation over my life. This is the decree over my life. I have gone to the word. I have gotten God's word on it. I have decreed this thing. This is the legislation over my life. Therefore, it shall be established unto me. We see that as we continue in verse 50 in the Passion. It says, And I know that the Father's commands result in eternal life. Like what Deborah was pointing out a minute ago when Jesus said, um, My judgment is right. My judgment is righteous because it came from the Father. I know the Father's commands result in eternal life. I know that the word that God speaks to me results in eternal life. I know that there are going to be results from this. It's not something I'm just pulling out of the air somewhere. It's not something I just hope happens. I'm a hoping and a wishing. I have confidence in this. Because I know his commands result in eternal life. That's why I speak the very words I heard him speak. I do it because I know it's right. I have, and that is, and that is, I, I want, I keep going back to this word decree as a decision. When we think about it, we think about a king's decree. Or we think about spiritual warfare, I decree and declare. Or we think about, you know, decree on a large scale. I'm making it very personal right now. Decree God's word. Decide that God's word is true for you. Make You decree God's word over your life. You make it legislation over your life so shall it be established unto you. That's how you're able to submit to the word of God and receive the grace of God to walk that word out to manifestation. Because you have decreed it. You have decided it. What is the word for that? You have come into alignment with it. You have become fully persuaded of it. One of my spiritual fathers, he says, I make the word first place and supreme authority in my life. And I really like that because it takes out a lot of the clutter. It saves me from a lot of decisions that just get in the way. If this is what the word says, I line up with the word. It just clears a lot of stuff out of the way for me personally, and that's the kind of person I am. I just I told you guys I don't like negative yardage. I don't like confusion. If I can get there in a straight path, that's the way I like to go. 
And I find that by deciding that God's word has first place and supreme authority in my life does that for me. When I say it has first place, that means when this situation comes up, the first place I'm going to go for counsel is the word of God. You know, to God, but to the word of God. I'm going, I'm going to get his word on it, whether it's through Rhema, him speaking to me, or through Logos, what is written in the Bible. But that's first place. That's the first place I go. To, Lord, how should I feel about this? Lord, what should I think about this? Lord, how should I respond to this? Lord, how should I pray for this? First place. And then when I find it, that's it. Supreme authority. Okay, that was easy. Now let me align with it and let's get it done. That's how I understood John chapter 12, verses 49 and 50. And so now if we go back to um, John, I've tied it in with, with Job. Um, with the decree, it's actually, yeah, let's go back to Job. Let's go back to Job. And I'm going to start with verse 21. Say amen when you have it, please. Amen. Job chapter 22, excuse me. Job chapter 22, verse 21. Amen. Okay. So it says, Acquaint now thyself. I'm sorry? King James or Amplified? I'll be reading it out of the King James. Only because I'm breaking it up. If it was reading the whole scripture, I would ask one of you to read it. But I, I know how I want to break it up. It says, Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. So this is Letting that word be first place. Acquaint now thyself with him about what he says about this. And be at peace. Seek his face. Seek his word. And then just come into agreement with it. Be at peace. Thereby shall good come unto thee. That's how you're going to get the results that you're seeking. Okay, um, that's what um, Deborah was saying, that she takes herself out of the equation by aligning herself with God's will. She purposely decides to come into agreement with God's word. Then she takes authority over herself, resisting everything contrary. She's at peace, in agreement with the word. That's how the good is going to come, when you don't fight it. Then verse 22, it says, Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. Still let his word be first place, 
Let his word be final authority. Like Shalom says, I say what he says and that's it. Receive the words from his mouth. Lay up his words, not the, the, the not CNN's words, not social media's words, not your co-workers' words, not, you know, any, lay up God's words in your heart. Those are the words that you are to come into alignment with. Those are the words that you are to come into agreement with. And as you lay them up in your heart, you continually think about them. You continually rehearse them. You continually speak them. And you let God begin to unfold them for you. Let him unpack it for you. Let him tell you what it means. And, and even more, tell him what it means for you. He's a very personal God. And when I say let him tell you what it means for you, it's not that he's going to tell you something that goes contrary to his word. You cannot separate God from his word. But it's like this. Here's just a, a broad example. Yes, I know God's a healer. Praise God. Can we all agree that God's a healer? Yes, amen. Yes, amen. But then you ask some people, do you believe that God will heal you? And they're like, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know because I've done this, that, and the other. Or I don't know because I've had this a long time. I don't know because. So it's different believing in the word in general and then believing in the word for yourself, believing in the word as it applies to you. Each one of us can read this scripture, like when, when, when Deborah was talking about decreeing a thing a minute ago. She was talking about decree in a different context than what I was going to present. Neither one of us is wrong. It's just that she got one thing out of it because that's what God was speaking to her. I got another thing out of it because this is what God was speaking to me. This is what God wanted me to impart to you all tonight. So when you go to the word, get a personal word for yourself. That's what Holy Spirit is for. He's the revelator. He's the revealer. He's the one who speaks directly to you. In Romans, it tells us that the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. He knows how to bear witness with your spirit. He knows what you need to hear to be convinced that you are God's child, to be convinced that God loves you, to be convinced that God hasn't forgotten about you, to be convinced that God's going to take care of you, to be convinced that whatever it is, with whatever you're going through in whatever moment, Holy Spirit knows how to speak to you in the language that you understand. And he does the same thing with his written word of God. So Job 22.22 again, receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. Lay up his words in your heart. Get what he's saying to you about the situation. Okay? Now let's go to verse 27. Okay. Uh, Kathleen? Yes. Um. I just wanted to emphasize a phrase that goes with what you just said. Yes. And that is getting the word from the Lord of the Lord. Okay. That's good. 
That's good. That's getting the word from it's not just getting the word of the Lord, but it's getting the word from the Lord, of the Lord. Okay. I, can, I, I have something to contribute to that. Okay. I was on this road, and there was a person there. It was hot. It was summer in Texas. And um, I heard to get him a drink of water. And so there was a store just up the road, so I stopped. Well, I got him a bottle of water. I got him a roast beef sandwich. I got him another bottle of water. And I brought it back to him. And the very short end of it is when it was all done I didn't feel right and yet I had done what God asked but I didn't God asked me to get him a bottle of water didn't ask for two bottles and didn't ask for the roast beef sandwich and so I did not that was the first following you know following what God wants me to do that is not my place to Improve on what God wants to do. And so that was Amen. like a But I tried to improve on it, and that was a mistake. Amen. That's important, right? So this is all still speaking to alignment. Alignment means you come into a line with what he says to do. Line up with what he said to do. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything from it. If we're thinking about Joshua, don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Okay. Don't add to it or take away from the word. That's right. That's right. So all of that goes to what? Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. And then all we have to do is follow those paths. Right? And so um, what we just said, receive a word from the Lord, of the Lord. So again, it takes going from the Bible in general, the word of God, getting a word from him, listening to what he is saying, to you. Get the word from him to you. It's a very personal thing. All right. So now um any any anybody have anything else? All right, verse twenty seven. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. So now we just got finished acquainting ourselves with him, being at peace by coming into agreement with it, setting ourselves to be in agreement with it. Then we're receiving the word from the Lord. We're receiving what he is saying about the situation, and we're laying his words up in our heart. And all that time, 
we're, we're continuing to get more acquainted with it. We're gaining more understanding of it. Okay, and now our hearts are full of his word. He says, now thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. Why is he going to hear you? Because you're his child and he loves you so much? Or because you've spoken his word? And he is, and he will, um, and he is obliged to fulfill his word to you. I've run into so many people lately. They're like, well, God knows my heart. He does know your heart. That does not mean <laughs> that that's a path. He's bringing this word of correction to you because he does know your heart and he wants to put you on the right path. When we make our prayer unto him, he answers us because we're praying according to his will. We can find that in 1 John. Turn with me very quickly. Keep your finger in joke. Turn with me very quickly to 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, and we'll read that in whatever version anybody has. Yeah, no scripture. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Okay. Somebody have it? Yep. Okay. King James, please. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Okay, so in that 14th verse, and I changed it to King James because I know you have both, so I opted for the King James. Thank you. Um, This is the confidence we have in him, so we can be sure that if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. But he's not just a God who hears us and does nothing. Glory to God. And if we know that he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have desired of him. So if we can just get him to hear us, and the way we get him to hear us is to pray his will. When we pray his will, it's a done deal. That's why we can have that confidence. Okay? So let's go back to Job. And I'll read 27 again. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. Verse 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing. Decide a thing. Decide God's word is true, and it shall be established unto you. Your purposes will not be disappointed. Um, That was my comment. Um, So thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon all thy ways. When you decide 
when you, that's it, glory to God. When you decide that God's will is what it is, I, this is it, then his light is going to shine on all your ways. Why? Because you are going to walk in the paths that he has um, directed for you. You are going to allow him to order your steps, and you're going to go in the way that he has ordained for you. His light is going to shine on all your ways. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so now let's go to John chapter 5. Verse 30, and this one is going to be in the Amplified Classic. Deborah, would you like to read that one? Deborah Ryberg? Yes, I'll read it. It says, I am able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I am bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision, and my judgment is right, just, and righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim and my own purpose, but only the will and the pleasure of the Father who sent me. So this is Jesus doing as Shalom spoke of. He has taken himself out of it. I can't do anything from myself. I cannot do anything independently on my own. I think Shalom said, because if I hear from myself, you know, that's my own <laughs> That's my own voice. That's not, you know, I need to hear God's voice. So Jesus said, but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. That's what we were just talking about in Job. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thine heart. So only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I judge. Whatever he says, that's what it is. I decide as I am bidden to decide. That word decide is the same word, well, I'm not going to say it's the same like in the Greek and Hebrew, but when we were talking about a decree is a decision, here we're talking, we're listening to Jesus talk about the decision that he makes. I decide as I am bidden to decide. Bidden by what? Bidden by the voice of his Father. Bidden by the voice of God. Bidden by what comes from God for him. I decide as I am bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. As I hear what he says, I decide that that's what it is. That's it. I think it was Paul who says, I do not confer with the flesh. <laughs> we can say, I'm not going to go get everybody's opinion. Once I hear from God, that's what it is. And if I go to God first, I save myself a whole lot of running around. And a whole lot of confusion. 
as the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right, just, righteous. Why? Because I do not seek or consult my own will, because I can mess myself up. Remember, Jesus came here as a man. He was fully God and fully man. But he walked this earth as a man totally dependent on God, his Father, and the Holy Spirit. I, um, let's see. My judgment is right, just righteous, because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. It's like what Deborah said. She makes the decision. She purposely decides to come into agreement with God's word. That's how we take ourselves out of it. We purpose to decide, uh, yeah, we purpose to decide to come into agreement with God's word. And then anything that doesn't line up with it, no. No. He says, as I decide, I know my judgment is right because I'm not the one who made the decision. I didn't do it on my own. God told me. And this scripture has helped me out many a time because... There would be things, lots of times I'm found in situations where um, I'm the only one with this certain opinion or this certain judgment or this certain whatever. And, you know, it'll call, Lord, am I, did, I, did I do that right? Lord, am I hearing this? Lord, you know. And he would bring me to the scripture. You did as I told you to do. So you can be confident in it. You don't have to feel insecure after you make that judgment. When we set ourselves to be in alignment with the word of God, we can have confidence that what we decide is right. Just like when we pray according to God's will, we can have confidence that we're going to get what we prayed for. Amen? Amen. Okay. Wow. I have questions. Yes. Okay. How important is it is to decide not to be moved by time? Not to be moved by time. T-I-M-E. How important is it for us to be aware of not to, to allow time to affect us? Can you give can you give me something specific? I have answers, plural. Um, but can you give me a situation? Because I know I've got a situation, and that's what's going through my mind. But I want to make sure I'm answering your question. Uh, based again on what was just read to us out of the that amplified translation, he said, "As I am bidden." I decide. So that tells me time has something to do with not responding until the bid is there. But I'm seeing, I was just wondering how important is time in our making our, our judgments, our decrees? How does that factor into that judgment being right? Okay, so what I got. Am I asking it? 
Am I asking it? Well, let's take the let's take the example of when Lazarus died. How important was it for Jesus? How how did time affect his judgment as to what to do in that case? Okay, when you ask it that way, I don't believe time had anything to do with it. I believe that he only did what he heard the Father say. Um, I don't, I personally don't think it was, oh God, I really want to go now because let's, no son, stay here. This is all for my glory. I mean, it could have been, but, I don't, and neither was it, well, no, I want you to stay four days on purpose. You know, I, I think Jesus was going about doing his father's business. And as he, as, so where you hear it, um, I decide as I am bidden to decide, um, as the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. I hear it as a moment-by-moment moment thing. As God's voice speaks to me, that's when I do what he says. As God's voice speaks to me, that's when I go here. As God's voice, that's how I see it. When we are living in tandem with the Holy Spirit and we're having a back-and-forth conversation with God all the time or our ear is open to hear from him all the time and we are trained, I'm going to use that word, we are trained to um, decide as we are bidden to decide, then time is not a pressure. Not a pressure to go quickly, not a pressure to slow down. Time is a non-factor because God did not create time to rule over us. He created us to rule over time. So whenever the situation is, is, is arising and it seems like a time pressure, I've got to pay this bill by this time, or I've got to answer this person by this time, or I've got to you know, do this by this time or else, and it's pressure that we're putting on ourselves, then um, that I, that's not God's will for us. It's, I believe it's as God speaks to us. Um, so I'll give you an example. When I was with Joseph Business School, and I was doing an assignment, um, and without realizing it, I did much more than the assignment called for. But I did what Holy Spirit was showing me because I had no idea how to do it. And so when I finished, and I, and I always go back to the rubric to see if I aligned with the rubric, to see if I completed what was supposed to be done. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I did that. But now, look, I have all this extra. Well, all this extra turned out to be my next two assignments that were due that I had no idea, I, I didn't know about. But that freed up time in the future for me to do other things that God wanted me to do. As I hear, I judge. As I am bidden to decide, I decide. As an in-the-moment thing. So how important, faith, now faith, now, right now, in this moment, faith. So I believe that, that, that communion with God, communion with the Holy Spirit is a real-time interaction. And when we find ourselves pressured by time, I have to, uh, oh, Lord Jesus, really? What you say? <laughs> Sow your seed in the next five minutes or else you won't da-da-da-da-da. When we find ourselves unduly pressured by time, then we can, you know, think that that's not the Lord. 
unless it's the Lord saying, all right, Catherine, you need to do. Now, I will tell you, the Lord did give me a bedtime one time. He was like, you will <laughs> he said, you will be in the bed by 10 o'clock, not getting in the bed, not going to the bathroom to get ready to go to bed. You will be in the bed by 10 o'clock. Now, that was time because God had set that boundary for me. So I needed to obey that and be in bed by 10 o'clock under the covers, lights out, in the bed. But as far as, um, oh, if I don't answer this person by this time, then the opportunity might leave. Unless Holy Spirit has told you that you need to answer the person in that amount of time, then we should not allow ourselves to be ruled by time. And even then, we're not being ruled by time. We are obeying what God has spoken to us. Yeah, the only reason why I brought that up, the pressure of time is a satanic tactic that we need to be aware of. And I just wanted to ask that question to just bring awareness to that because I, 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 I have fallen prey to that tactic in the past. And because I allowed myself, I got out from under the leading of the Holy Spirit because of the pressure of time. So I just wanted to bring that out because that is a very real thing I believe we need to be aware of when we're dealing with, when we're walking out our faith walk, that the pressure of time is can become a satanic tactic to cause us to uh, forfeit in a victory in our faith fight. Okay. Feel free to just bring it up, <laughs> okay? You can feel free to bring it up. Um, thank you for bringing that to our awareness. Does anybody else have a question? All right. Let me tell you all what I would like for you to be thinking about this week, all right? Um, continue to meditate on these scriptures, of course, and I will do my due diligence to get the um, video out last week. Ah, I went a whole day without um, Internet, ah, so that slowed me down. So, And tomorrow I have a conference, but I'll get it out as soon as I can. It would behoove you all, it would benefit you all to listen to it. So I'm just going to put that out there. But um, where I've been trying to go, and I believe the Lord's going to allow us to get there next week, I would like for you to... Um, Think about how we're taking authority and things that might be a hindrance to your taking authority. What are some things that you find like, I want to take authority, but dot, dot, dot. Or I would take authority, but dot, dot, dot. Or whatever, just things that can get in the way of your taking your authority. I want you to be thinking about that this week, okay? Okay. 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 All right. All right. I, so I was thinking. I, I was thinking. My first question sometimes like, what is my authority in this situation? Hmm. That's good. Write that down. Let's be ready to talk about it next week. That's very good. All right. Does anybody have anything they would like to say? 
Okay. Thank you. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. All right. Lord, we thank you so much. Oh, wait, sorry. The Holy Spirit is reminding me of this. Um, And I'll keep saying it until he tells me not to say it anymore. But um, one of our corresponding actions with our faith is to sow on the word that we've received. So if you have received a word that has blessed you, a word that you want to see come to manifestation or fuller manifestation in your life, I want to encourage you to sow on it. Um, the, the ways that you can sow is in our texting thread, but I'll send it again just so it will be lower down. But... Um, and just understand, this is you're taking your finances and saying, Lord, thank you for the word that came forth. I believe it, and I receive it for myself. And to show you that I receive it, I am sowing this money into your kingdom. I am putting, the, in, I am putting this money into your kingdom as my corresponding action to say that I expect to see this word manifest in my life. Okay? That's what this is doing. God is trying to get something to you, not trying to take anything from you. All right? Okay, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word that has come forth tonight. Lord, we thank you so much for your precious Holy Spirit hmm, who speaks to us, who leads us, who guides us. We thank you so much for your word, for your word that is truth, for your word that does not return void. We thank you so much, Lord, that you speak to us. We thank you for your voice that you speak to us personally regarding what to do, when to do, how to do. We thank you that you never leave us in the dark, but you are always speaking words of revelation to us. We thank you, Lord, for giving us ears to hear. In Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4, in the Amplified Translation, it says you give us ears to hear as a disciple as one who is being taught. And verse 5 says, You waken our ear morning by morning. Father, I ask that you waken our ears morning by morning to hear your voice. And we're asking, Lord, for a, um, a work of your spirit, a renewing of our mind, such that we want to be in agreement with you, such that we set ourselves on purpose to be in agreement with you so that we on purpose come into alignment with your word and we become so confident in your word, Lord, that your word is first place and final authority in our lives in Jesus' name so that when we hear your voice, we know exactly what to say. We know how to bring that matter to a close because what you say is what it is. And we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness that you will carry it out. We thank you, God, for allowing us all to gather tonight. We thank you for keeping us through this week. And I speak, Lord, that we are kept through this coming week. I lose your warring angels. I lose your ministering angels, Lord, to minister to us and to keep us all safe. I speak blessing to each one under the sound of my voice in Jesus' name. I thank you and give you glory. 
Amen. 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 Well, you all have a blessed night. I love you. Okay. Bye. All right. Is everybody okay? You guys sound a little down. Everybody all right? Yes, I am. You all right? Okay. Just check it. All right. You guys be blessed. Love you. Love you too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.